I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we and should we be should working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, <laughs> say <Okay>. it. <laughs> All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And, and we, we should, should be, be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> The freaking purple shirt. Are you kidding me? Did you put I, this for me? I, of course. I had to. I had to. I was <laughs> like. amazing. <laughs> this guy, for like the first six months that I managed him, every time I saw him, purple shirt. And then all of a sudden, the shirts just disappeared. And they were gone. There were no more purple shirts. And I don't know what happened. But you, you, you dusted off an oldie for this. I did. It was back. dusty, too. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Good, man. So here's here's my question: If uh, if Google Calendar oh, just replaced straight out of the gate, if, well, this is, we, we were just talking about this. Jesus no, we'll get to that. Christ! Well, you shut. I told you I was going to ask him this like <laughs> two seconds ago. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> if Google Calendar replaced the save button with slave, would you click it? Oh man, uh, no, <laughs> no. I would report that as a bu- Jay, as a bug. I would report it as racism. Jay said he would click the click the heck out of it. <laughs> No, Critter said that he would own it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Me either. It's just the white person thing, I guess. You just want to own everything. I love how you're saying slave into save. <laughs> I know, I'm probably whiter than you, actually, which is really funny because I live in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I don't see the sun. Help. Joe, give us yeah. an elevator pitch. You know how this works. You're a listener. We need uh, yeah. at least five solid minutes of you ranting about your life <laughs> achievements starting from five years old. Go. Starting All from right. when I started to manage you. Yeah, let's see. Well, first off, Mike became my manager. That's where that's where this whole story starts. Uh, <laughs> where it all went wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, where, where do I start? For, uh, for, oh, I wanted to say, long-time listener, first-time caller. I've never been able to say that before. <laughs> nice. You, yeah, you probably are like, maybe you're definitely in the top three most prolific listeners i think yeah for sure, I've, easily. I've i've felt pretty pretty looked over whenever you mentioned the the uh prolific <laughs> listeners i don't think i've ever heard <laughs> ever heard my, my name mentioned oh by the way freaking i need to give another shout out to brett <laughs> <laughs> because shouting out people now because you're getting called out finally <laughs> because a few episodes ago i was like brett if you're still listening let me know and then he emailed me, and he's like, I'm still listening. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's Brett. Oh, yeah, that so, was weeks ago. Jesus. Yeah, that was a while ago. So, Brett, you're the man. Keep it coming. All right, keep going, Joe. <laughs> uh, so, elevator, so you want me to give, uh, like, a, ba- a backstory? Yeah, like, well, just like, who are you? Give us, like, two sentences. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Joe. I, um, uh, Critter was my manager for about a year over at Wayfair. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he said we, we we're going to have a lot to talk about here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Before that, I was uh, I was working at a, a startup, um, which is where I kind of like learned to code. Uh, and before that, I had a, a previous career as an animator, uh, illustrator. So I actually went to art school, um, had kind of a whole career in uh, commercial art and then decided to become a developer. And here I am. H- happy smart as move. can be. Yeah, it was a it was a very smart move. <laughs> I have two funny illustrator stories about Joe. One is that I saw his name at the end of Word Word Girl in the credits one time. I was watching with my kids, and I was like, "Wait, oh, man, what? Have you ever heard of Word Girl, the show? Word Girl, no, I have not. Yeah, it's a Word yeah, Girl. 
Clearly, you don't have a four to eight year old. That's the no, I target, target demographic. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one is if you ever play uh, Pictionary, like with work coworkers, Joe freaking slaughters everyone because <laughs> this guy. It's just like it's not even fair. <laughs> uh, so, so those it, are my two stories. That's yeah. all I got. Is it that there's? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> there's like yeah okay. You don't I, like them? You're an idiot. I hate you. You just ruined his whole uh, intro. This is, this is what I came stories. for. This is this is what I came for. <laughs> this is the content you're here for. This is actually Jason and I haven't seen each other for like a few weeks too. So we've got a bunch of... What? Bur- I saw you last week, I thought. No, we had no podcasts and we had no Creeper Fun Times. Did I have COVID last week? Was it yeah. recent? Yeah, and you were out of town last week, right? Oh, shit. No, well, the week before that. No, last week I had COVID. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had COVID. Yeah. Now you're oh, all better, well, right? I, I also flew in the day we're supposed to have group. Sorry, we're like fucking recapping now because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just landed from Vegas when we were supposed to have fun times and we were like chatting, but then it was like, nope, not getting on. I like had just gotten home and tested positive for COVID and shit like that. And then, cool. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had COVID, Joe? I have not. I've been able to successfully avoid it for, you know, whatever, the past two years. Nice. It's. it's- it's scared of the purple shirt. Doesn't yeah, come here. that's what it. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, let's get it out of the way, Jace. What do you want to know from Joe about how awesome of a manager I am? Now that what Evan... was the stupidest advice that he gave you? Oh, oh, like man. the uh, something he said that made you just go, "He's my fucking manager." What? <laughs> uh, well, the advice that I most remember is. Uh, well, I've I have two things. One of one of the things he gave me a mug. He sent me a mug with with a piece of advice on it. Uh, it's about feedback. It's about feedback. What is it like? Feedback is the greatest gift you can give. And he gave me a gift of a mug like that. that said, "Feedback is the greatest gift you can give." Um, but <laughs> I the, never actually got the irony in that. I do. So, I think I still have it. Uh, my mom. Yeah, he's lying. He, he threw it. that crap away. <laughs> yeah, he broke that shit. <laughs> he totally. <laughs> I think um, I still have it. Bullcrap. <laughs> we have a, we have a lot of mugs. Uh, uh, the one the piece I, mo- I most remember is is be more unreasonable, which like sounded mm. at the time I was like that's dumb, but it's actually like stuck around and actually probably made me a better better person. Yeah, be more of a knucklehead. Oh, it's, it's fun. <laughs> How do you it like is. me now? <laughs> I've, I've never liked you. I fucking hate you. Do you do you like me now? I've, I've never heard that feedback. You. Me? No. I like I like Joe more because he also <laughs> hates you. He wore the purple shirt to repel you. Yeah, Jason and Evan got along really well because Evan Evan talked bad about me a lot. I could see that. I oh, I can't wait to listen to that episode. Oh, it was yeah, a, it was, was a humdinger. It was a good one. <laughs> you, I was hoping we'd about... get him hyped enough so he'd jump in his head, but we didn't quite get him there. Yeah. Oh, with that Did ceiling I... behind him. Yeah. yeah. Do you talk about about lifting a lot? I can imagine that was the central. We, uh, you know, we were like building end. up to it the whole time, and like we didn't yeah. even like I had all this. I was gonna like ask him a bunch of questions about this plan I had and hypertrophy and stuff, and then we just kind of ran out of time. <laughs> so you guys gotta get really back take the idea of like not planning really seriously because like that. That's <laughs> my fault. You, yeah, <laughs> I think if you had written down like one thing about like we're gonna do this, we're gonna talk about this while Evan's here. In my mind, that would be lifting. Oh yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I think that's where I, I think even Critter. Uh, that's how he like kept introducing him to me. He's just like, oh yeah, and we'll talk about lifting. He lifts. We'll talk about yeah, you know, he competes and blah blah blah. It's like, 
Okay, so it's always in the back of the mind. So yeah. like it it's more of like a safety net, I think. Or like when you, you hit that dead air and you're just like, Oh yeah, so about uh powerlifting. You know, right. you could switch right. over. And you don't wanna yeah. like you don't wanna like blow it too early. You don't wanna be like, Well, right. shoot, we just talked about powerlifting and there's nothing to talk about for forty minutes. Yeah, and he's a goofy fucker. So and ex military, so the uh, of course has stories and you know, all that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I would have done well in the military. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny, Joe? <laughs> uh, just, I mean, a couple of, I mean, just that, you saying that, first of all, it was funny. And Jason's timing and reaction was, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this book, The Bomber Mafia, Malcolm Gladwell's latest, uh, latest, you know, trash, whatever, like whatever he does. And uh, it was talking what? about. You don't know about Malcolm Gladwell? Are, are you trashing an author's work that you spent time reading? Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell, I'm not down with him, man. He so just, you like he, know he's trash and you're just like, oh, I'll give this a fucking... Well, because this read. is like a historical... No, this isn't like his normal social psychology nonsense with no evidence type genre. So, And also it was a free audiobook, so I decided to give it a oh, shot. Okay. The production is. value is insane. They have like interviews from people from World War II. Like, it sounds like you're listening to a documentary. Um, but the point is, it's all about the Air Force in World War II. And all those descriptions, I was like, yeah, that's me. I'd, I'd be bombing Germany, no problem. Do you do you seriously think that you could get through boot camp? Boot camp. Yeah. Is that like, is this? <laughs> isn't, it like, isn't it like weeks long training of people just yelling at you? And I'm sure there's different branches or the different branches are, you know, have different intensities. Or so they claim like, uh, you know, my old coworker was in the Marines and he would like always joke about how easy it was for the army in their boot camp. He would like show videos of like side by sides and like the army was like supposedly so much easier than the Marines. I'm pretty sure you just fill out a form and then they give you an airplane. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for you probably it's that, it's that whiteness that you were born with. <laughs> it's the white. <laughs> Isn't that what they did with, uh, what's his face became president too? that old Barack fucker. Obama. No, no. The other one before him, Bush, Bill Clinton, that's the guy. No, the 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 baby George Bush. Washington, W. George, yeah, George W. Oh, W W. Yeah, George W. Uh, could I make it through the week? Yeah, so I think I could, and you know why? It's because I'm a man, and I am I am vital. You're really and... using that term very loosely, even for 2022 standards. I mean, you're just fucking loose with that term. You know what though? I listened to um. A book. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Fucking fancy over here. You're in. You're in. Next, you're gonna tell me that you've now. been like writing with a pencil recently. <laughs> no, I will never do that. I would never, never do again. That. <laughs> um, but it was uh, like make your bed, like ten rules for your life is by some admiral or something. Um, but one of the the things that they do in boot camp for I can't remember what he was in. I think yeah, he was in, he he did SEAL training. Um, is if you do something wrong or just if your instructor's like in a bad mood, you have to jump in the ocean and then get out and then roll around in sand. And then, yeah, yeah, they call it a sugar cookie and you're not allowed to like wash it off for the entire rest of the day. So it's just like it chafes and it's horrible and you're itchy and it's just the worst and stuff. And I think that might actually get me. I don't know if I can handle that. We're totally leaving Joe out of this conversation. Joe, have you ever heard or 
listen to a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins or uh, you know, heard of no, David Goggins? No, I, yeah, I know David Goggins. I've, I've yeah. read, uh, I read a, a different book that wasn't by him, but it was a guy who hired him to live right, for with a him. month. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That billionaire oh, yeah. guy. Was that yeah. good? Oh, yeah, that shit was awesome. It was good, yeah. It was, yeah, uh, the, it was the, what's his name? The CD baby guy. Um, Derek. Oh, Sivers. Derek Sivers. I, I don't I'm know. Pretty sure name, it was him. Yeah. Yeah. It, like David Goggins made him run through like a blizzard and shit. And he thought it was going to get, uh, frostbite and all of that. Yeah. All those crazy stories in it. But yeah, yeah, David Goggins, his book can't hurt me. Actually. Like he talks about his time in seals and how he like, he failed out because of injuries twice before he like finally got all the way through. So he like pushed himself beyond his physical limit. And then they're yeah. like, no. And he's like, why? And then like just came back and did it again. Huh. And then again. What's the worst physical pain you've ever been in, Joe? Oh, man. Um, I mean, nothing's coming to mind, <clears throat> which is telling me that I have lived a fairly, <laughs> a fairly cushy life. You know, I broke my Green arm puff over here. That was. Uh, How'd you do that? Um, I, uh, I slipped on the top deck of a, of a ship. Uh, my so basically my family went on went on like a uh one of the cruise this is really getting like cushier and cushier. <laughs> i know my, <laughs> so no. my, my grandmother like every five years well, when she was alive she would take us for her big birthdays on like big family trips and one of those trips was uh was a cruise and uh on the last day of the cruise i slipped and landed on my arm in just the wrong way and basically uh i i broke the one of the knobs off of my, you know, your oh. upper arm. Oh, you yeah. lost your yeah. knob? It was you bad. <laughs> it was bad. So they, but they actually, it was kind of crazy. They have a um, infirmary on the, on the boat and they did x-rays that put me in a cast on the boat. Um, and then, you know, when we got back to shore, flew back to Boston and, and uh, got, got patched up by a doctor here. How bad this was that? This was the pain? last day. I mean, fuck. Yeah. True. Yeah. I got a big How scar. How much did that hurt? Too. Um, Do you really? Yeah, Dang. can you see that? Yeah, this is good. Uh, good That's for the wild. listeners. Yeah, <laughs> great for the listeners. There's, yeah. there's a scar on his arm, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I got tw- I think 27 stitches. I have I still have metal in here too. I have uh, I have two plates, and I used to have a big screw going through the middle, um, but they took that out. Holy crap! So like you just like destroyed your arm. Yeah, then, like this wasn't one of those where they can just leave it in a cast for a few months and then you're okay again. No, it was that was interesting too because I was part of a study where they uh, they uh, instead of a cast they put me in a brace. So they had this brace that um, that uh, so I was just never in a cast and it just I had like limited motion, but um, but never in a cast. And it was successful. The study was like really they were like yeah you get like it's a much faster recovery and all that. Is it like to help with like atrophy and stuff like that too? Mm-hmm. Like so mm-hmm. you can like at least move it a little bit. Yeah, interesting. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is it totally normal these days? Nothing? Oh, yeah. It's been normal for uh, I, probably, uh, I don't know, six months or a year after I did it. Probably six months after a year. Um, totally normal. Why, why didn't that immediately come to your brain when I asked about the most physical pain? Because that sounds horrible. <laughs> it does sound horrible, but it wasn't really that pain. At least I, not that I remember. That it was painful. But the pain wasn't. meds were, were better. Yeah. 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 The, actually, the the more recently I can think of something. So I was at the gym, and uh, it sounds less like much less of a big deal. But it was I thought about this recently because I was in the hospital with my wife uh, just a couple weeks ago, and and I was brought back to this when I was in the hospital. Before that, um, I was doing box jumps at the gym, and uh, I can think we can 
I'll see where this is going. Uh, I <laughs> missed the edge of the box and got a huge gash on my uh, nice. on my shin. Uh, and I and I got yeah. home. It was like ten thirty at night. I got home and uh, and my wife was like looking at it with me, and she was like, Oof. she was like, I can see the inside of your leg. Like I can see <laughs> the inside, like a space between where like your bone and your muscle. Like she was like, I can see the inside of your leg. So uh, so she was like, Yeah, well, you got to go to the hospital. So I, I went and um, and it, I was there for a long. I was there until like two in the morning, but. Uh, the most painful part was when they had to flush it out uh, with with water. They used like a like a syringe full of full of water, and I almost it's the only time in my life I've almost blacked out. I like I started uh, <laughs> getting t- started getting tunnel vision. Yeah, um, <gasps> it was wild. Starts heating up too. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that feeling. <laughs> Take me back now, please. No. <laughs> that. Yeah, you were you you said that doesn't sound as bad, but that actually sounds like a living nightmare. Like when, uh, <laughs> so I want to know what it's like in because you're in a, like a public place with a lot of people. You know, like did it hurt so bad immediately that you didn't even care about how much of an idiot you looked like falling over and you no know, way, it's no. a public around? gym. You got to walk it off. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, I was gonna say it's a stretch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it. I mean, it didn't like, and it kind of didn't. It wasn't super painful at first. It, the whole time it wasn't really painful. It was just like, you know, it just, you get, it's like, felt just like I scraped it. It didn't feel like I had a yeah. huge hole in my leg. Um, but it was like bleeding enough that I had to, had to like go home and, you know, right away. But no, I wasn't like screaming or running around screaming like, oh, <laughs> were, you, were you a soccer player or something when you were a kid? Kind of like dead in the shin? I, no, nerves? I never was. Uh, oh, uh, although pr- I probably did have some, I did a bunch of deadlifting like later in life. And I think that. I scraped scrape the shit out of your shins, yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, I didn't play yeah. sports as a kid. I was a, I was a goofy little kid. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> play. Any, I didn't do anything, anything physical until like college. After college, I was very physical my entire childhood. Critter and I still never am. started doing anything physical. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, I didn't, I didn't do anything physical until next year. Actually, is when I'm going to start. Twenty twenty three, baby. It's yeah. gonna be your year. Forty after I'm gonna 40. Join a hockey league. Yeah, my forty after forty is enjoying the hockey league. There you go. Are you still lifting? M- me? I don't care about days. Uh, yeah, uh, I have most. I have like a routine that I've been doing since uh, living at home. Um, and you know, luckily uh, for Christmas a couple of years ago, Missy got me a, um, a, like an Olympic bar. So I have I have like heavy weights in my basement, which is great. Uh, it's kind of like saved my my mental state or during the pandemic. Um, so I, I use those a fair amount, but I mostly do body weight stuff, uh, at this point. Progressing. Progressing. Yeah. Or, re- or regressing. Progressing. <laughs> Progressing. Now maintaining. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any like goals I'm, I'm working towards right now. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Jace? Man, fuck you. No, um, <laughs> I actually hurt my hip. I, I forgot to tell you that, uh, like the day I tested negative well, it was Monday. Um, I, for COVID, I was like, awesome. I'm going to fucking work out today. I like walked my dog, like for an extra long walk in the morning. And then afternoon, I was just like, hi, I'm going to start lifting again. You know, I was like, I'll just do a kettlebell workout. I fucking tweak something. <laughs> like oh. for, I didn't even go hard. I was using a 20 pound kettlebell and, and like, I think it on like a reverse lunge, I tweaked something in my hip and then I couldn't walk the next day. And then yesterday I went boxing and it was still like a little tender and I couldn't like put a bunch of weight on it or do like the full rotations. But 
today it's like much much better so i think it actually helped i'm, I'm definitely like stretching more it was it was the first workout in a while and you just yeah, immediately yeah. broke yourself yeah yeah straight off of covid like <laughs> and a vacation and i was like sweet and then yeah broke my hip that's really freaking I'm annoying an how how bodies are so good at just like making you pay for trying to keep like i'm doing this for you you stupid body why are you <laughs> why are you doing this to me yeah yeah Chase, you in their hip again what's up you, you i uh i got uh i got a uh a workout you know i shifted part of my workout routine from something that i heard you talking about on this podcast and i was like oh, oh this is rowing? actually good yeah the row like yeah. rowing um kettlebell kind of like yeah the ladder it's great. Yeah. It's like, like rowing. Rowing is so boring for me. You know, even like ten minutes straight, I just I have a hard time doing it. So being able to like switch back and forth with the kettlebell is great. Yeah, and the the uh, I, I talked about I think in a late episode, but the Tabata is the one that I mean I'm I'm gonna start doing it again. But it's like the thirty seconds on, like five seconds off, thirty seconds on, and you like you get winded immediately, and then you're like, all right, seven more rounds of this. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. It's yeah, it fucking kills me. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, something something about like going super hard on the rower until like I can't really breathe anymore feels super good. But like if I'm doing long distance and trying to pace myself, it gets all fucking like, even if yeah. I'm watching stuff, it's just just the monotony of and that noise. Chase. Oh, OK, I'm done. I'm done yep. with this. I'd rather just fucking be ready to pass out. Yep. Sa- same. I yeah. that that's why I've always been. Uh, I, I kind of have. I, I don't know. I'm just not a like a long distance person. So when I hear Critter talk about running like half marathon or marathon i just i don't think i have that in me not that i like don't have necessarily like the endurance i just don't mentally find any enjoyment in that yeah i think the what is it the the roi right like the amount of time it takes even if i ran a two-hour marathon it was like a world record holder or whatever the fuck i don't know what the real pace is i don't, I don't care it, two hours like, would be a world record yeah yeah there you go so like i by a minute it's not I don't want to spend two hours in my own head running. Like I, I just don't, I've done it. I've, I've done three and a half hours. It fucking sucked. And like it, it, I don't want to do that again, but I do like the, the mental challenge of it and stuff, but I could get that in two minutes doing fucking the Tabata sprints on a fucking rower. So, I mean, yeah, pushing through, not breathing, I think. So, so are y'all saying that like an hour lifting passes by a lot easier than an hour running? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I don't even think about it. Same. That's like, interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll like look at the time and be like, oh, fuck, I have to take a shower and like get into this meeting real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. And sit while I'm lifting. Yeah, I think because at, le- at least for me, it's like a whole routine. You're kind of like you're thinking about the next you're thinking about what you're doing. But then you're also thinking about, OK, how many how much more of this do I have? And then I'm going to move on to the next thing. And it's kind of a whole system. Well, and you I mean. Your, your intentions matter, right? So, like, when you're in there and you're lifting and you're paying attention to the muscles, you're, you're actually in it and you're, like, focused. So, like, the time you're spending doesn't necessarily matter or, like, you don't really count it anymore. Okay, and then you set, like, a timer that you have to pay attention to because it's going to beep when you have to go lift again. It's, it, like, the time doesn't necessarily matter in the sense, like, the whole... So, you mean, like, you're in, like, a flow state where time just kind of passes yeah. without you noticing it? Yeah, yeah, almost like a runner's high. I mean, it, it's a similar feeling. It and why like why i've put more more value in warm-ups like actually warming up to where you know the adrenaline's and, and like blood's pumping and stuff like that because I, I get to the flow state when i'm lifting quicker and usually when i skip the warm-ups like the that flow state happens like wait hmm. yeah i mean i'm definitely the opposite like i would way prefer to do an hour 
running. Like lifting is something that I have to really force myself to do because I just don't want to and I don't enjoy it. But running, it's just like if I can't do it for whatever reason, then I, I hate it. You know, I'm like, oh, I need to get out there. And um, I think it's because lifting freaking hurts more, you know, like <laughs> like if you're just Spoken running like a true man. If you're, I mean, if you're doing like a, a really hard race or something, then yeah, that hurts. But most runs, you're just, you know, you're not like dying, you're conversational pace, you're breathing well, you're like listening to music or whatever, or just kind of crossing some, crossing some clearly, ground and it just is good feeling. Clearly you need to try running at 300 pounds because it definitely fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a fucking, uh, th- there's effort in there. For sure. I, need, I need to get a rucksack with another me in there and just run. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, like, seriously, though, like on the last like the last couple sets of a I mean, last couple reps of a set of deadlifts, like I hate that. I just hate it. It feels oh, so bad. Part. So I, I hate it so much. I so deadlift specifically, I, I don't want to do very much anymore, but I, I get that. But like in that moment is when that that's like the the the, the cream, the, the cherry on top. Right. It's like the OK, I have to like fucking focus everything on this otherwise you know i could get injured something bad could definitely happen i could just you know fuck up my shins if i you know not paying attention to the bar path like all these small things can go wrong so like trying to force yourself to focus in that moment or in those moments where you're just like i'm done i give up like that that's like that's it that's that's the reward like pushing past that every time yep yeah i totally agree it's that it's that moment of focus like i don't think i I think I ha- would be, it would be hard for me to find another point where I'm that focused. Uh, yeah. Cause of all the things you just said, like you, you have to really pay attention so that you don't get hurt. Um, and you're kind of focused on like pushing through some kind of like physical and mental barrier. There's just, um, it is a flow state. That's a good way to put it. It's you're in a flow state and you want to stay in that state. Um, until, yeah, until you're done. I think that's why I think that's why I like trail running specifically, because like it's the same kind of thing where you have to constantly be looking, you know, if, if you lose focus for two seconds, you're going to trip over a root, you know, and just eat it. You got to you got to stay on top of it so that doesn't happen. So, yeah, I mean, that helps the time go by faster and stuff. But I don't know, man, I don't I don't know that I'll ever get to the point where I crave lifting. Do, do you feel like that? Do you, either of you feel like you crave it? Uh, me, not anymore. I, I think I used to, I, there, there was a period where I was lifting a lot more and a lot heavier. Um, and I kind of was setting some goals for myself, but it's been a while since I've been in that space. I've just kind of like gotten some other priorities and, and, you know, things have shifted around in my life. And, and so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, like aiming for anything specific right now. I might get back to it, but, um, but, uh, I don't crave lifting. Although if I go a couple of days without lifting, I feel it like I'm like, oh, I have to get back to this. If I go like, you know, four days, uh, it's it is kind of a, it feels like a craving. If I don't push myself physically on any day, then it comes out in, you know, aggressive tones and you know, me shit talking people that I shouldn't be, shit, you know, stuff like that. Like I, I let it out in some form. So it's kind of like exercising the demon in a sense. So like exercise the demons. It, so it's yeah, it's not necessarily lifting, but I mean there there are lifts specifically that I love, like squats. I, I actually love squatting heavy until I do oh, my back and like not working back. Like, up. I know it's it's one of the <laughs> things that we're like opposite, which is great. But I mean like even even the glamour muscle ones, right? If you curl forty pounds and you're like you know you're doing tempo forty pound weights because it's the the 
biggest dumbbell that you have, you, you know, you start to feel a little strong. You're just like, oh yeah. You like, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror while you're thinking, that stuff all feels great. Like it's like a good pick me up. You're just like, oh yeah, a critter can't do this. Mm. Yeah. If you, feel, just... if you want to feel strong, you should just have Nancy tell you you have little girl arms because that really, <laughs> that works really well. <laughs> That's what I think about every time is it's just like, oh, yeah, Nancy can love these guns. When it's <laughs> <over>. <laughs> All right, Joe, what would you do if you had no fear? If fear wasn't a factor? Oh, man, that's such a intense question. <laughs> just like that's a pretty crazy hard, one. <laughs> hard left turn. <laughs> and uh, I have to check the door real quick, but I'm listening. Ooh, doorbell. I Got a package. No fear. Oh, it's man. Me. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm, I would have to think nothing, like literally nothing is coming to mind. There's no, I, I don't feel like there's much that I'm afraid to do that I'm not doing. Like, I, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess like the thing that, that immediately I thought of when, when you said that was like traveling, just not because I'm afraid of traveling, but because when people say like, oh, what's the thing you would do more? You know, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow or die in three months, like what would you, what would you do? What would you like spend the last of your time doing that you're too afraid to do? And like, that's travel for me. And I think it's because we haven't like traveled in a while since the pandemic, but like going to weird places that, that we've never been. And um, we don't know the language and we just kind of like can explore some place that we're like, where am I right now? You know, that like, that's, I guess that's like a type of fear. Uh, what about like adrenaline stuff, like uh bungee jumping or skydiving, that kind of thing. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff is like, I guess I would go skydiving at some point. I'm, I've never been an, an adrenaline junkie. Um, and I used to climb a lot. I was a big climber for like 10 years and there's like a certain amount of adrenaline in that. Um, but sure. I didn't do it for that reason. And like, I, I know, I know people who kind of, did and they would you know they would like climb uh on on um uh they would lead climb and they would like take these huge falls because it was like safe i mean it was they weren't doing it to be like dangerous but it was still like there's uh adrenaline that that was never really like what i what i chased do you do you ever do like what's it called like free climbing or whatever oh you... uh, free soloing <laughs> yeah free Jesus. soloing uh, I mean, like, no, I, I know that not the even idea. like next to a big body of water or anything where you can, we have done that actually, uh, like deep water soloing. We went, we took a trip down to, um, Puerto Rico one time and, uh, and, uh, that's a cool, that's like, that's a cool experience. Um, where, yeah, you basically like, it's a cliff on the side of, uh, of water. Uh, and so if you fall, you just like fall into the water, but like, I'm not, I've never been like a di- you know, I, I, I didn't do any like big climbing like many big uh, deep water soloing or anything like that. But um, yeah, that's, I guess, maybe as close as I've gotten. I'm a pretty yeah, reasonable person. I don't know if you know this about me, Critter. I'm a pretty reasonable <laughs> person. I heard somebody, some smart man told you you should be more unreasonable. Maybe we should take that to heart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That freaks me out for real. I was actually just talking earlier about how Top Golf is scary. Do you all have Top Golf? What? How you is Top Golf scary? Because you're way up in the air and you're right next to Fucking a ledge. Explain this to me, motherfucker. <laughs> you're like, I don't know how, like, 50 feet in the air, and you're hitting. (laughs) You're on a stable platform that is clearly made into a franchise across the entire nation. All right, picture this. You take a really have been there. No, (laughs) no, picture it. This is my nightmare, though. You, uh, you got a really big club, and you weigh 150 pounds, and 
you swing with all your might, and then it the momentum just carries you off the platform, and you fall to your death. <laughs> ooh, ooh, here's a novel idea. How about you learn how to fucking drive before you go? <laughs> well, that's no. I don't want to. I don't want to have to like go training just to go learn play at top golf. Basic techniques. Not not. You don't have to become a fucking professional driver. Just fucking learn the basic swing so that you're not running forward on your swing like fucking this- Happy Madison. Is this why Happy you want to bulk up so that so that you weigh more you than a club? A golf club, yeah. <laughs> I just need to weigh more than, than like a six-pound golf club. I don't know, man. I'm just saying it's scary. Like, you never know. You never know what could happen. What if I trip? What if somebody sneaks up behind me and pushes me? I have seen those videos of, of people tripping and stuff. It's pretty funny. A top golf? I mean, yeah. There are videos of people falling off the... Well, they, they, I mean, they're not on the fucking top levels, but yeah, yeah, they fall off in the like swing and trip on their own feet and stuff. Yeah, there's there's definitely videos. Are you serious? Well, now I'm definitely yeah. never going. Well, it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's, it happens. I'm looking at pictures. Anything I mean, it looks like there's nets. Like there's, you know, like it's there, like there's safety said, precautions. It's, yeah, it's, not, it's a franchise. It's not yeah. <laughs> the, what well, you were saying. I was picturing like literally being on a cliff on the side of a cliff, like hitting <laughs> golf balls off of a cliff. <laughs> well, I, the net is even more terrifying because then I would still be alive and just really, really embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassment's the thing that would you need to like remove from your life so that you can actually live. I feel like we've talked about that in every single episode of this. <laughs> like, do you not know that that is my worst nightmare? Is any form of embarrassment? Not really. I embarrass you quite often on here. That doesn't count. I know you still love me deep down. It's the people who I don't know that about, like the Top Golf employees. They're just <laughs> so like the people that idiot. you'll never talk to ever again or see. Yes, but you're. That's me. That's the opposite. So, so wait, is that is that your thing? Your fear, your fear thing is top golf. That's your answer. <laughs> yeah, to top golf. Well, what would I do if I didn't have to worry about fear? I'd go play at top golf. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, what would I really do? I'd probably quit my job, but I don't know what you know what form that would take. I actually met with a um, with a life coach earlier this week. What? Because my uh, my work like provides a few sessions with a life coach for free, and. Um, we were basically like trying to figure out what I need to be fulfilled and what, how much of that comes from my job, you know? And uh, And you were like, none. I mean, like a sense of belonging, you know, a sense of camaraderie, I think is something that I need that I right now I get from my job and it'd be hard to replace that. Isn't that why you have four children? That's not, that's, that doesn't count. That's totally different. I need, I need belonging with peers, not with underlings. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's very different. I see. I don't critter, think it's for think, critter though. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the same type of worship that he's looking for. I mean, <laughs> my kids worship me. What are you gonna say, Joe? Before you were rudely cut off. Oh, Shut up. I was. I was gonna say. I feel like you. Uh, this doesn't. Uh, this wouldn't help with the camaraderie thing. But I feel like you would make a good therapist. I feel like you know we've talked about this, but like if you weren't an engin- engineering manager, I think you could have. Or you know, if you're interested, still probably could go into therapy. Go into like. Uh, being a therapist that over coaching I, I still think you'd be good at coaching like people right i mean because he's I a wonder. shitty manager but i mean he's he's a decent <laughs> coach yeah i i wonder i i wonder i think because <clears throat> when i'm when i when i think back to uh it back to like our one-on-ones and stuff like that see now we're going to get into it now we're going to talk about what critters like as a manager you trick more nice this. things yeah i know um 
No, I mean, it, it was great. Like uh, what I think of is uh, it felt, I always felt more like therapy than like a coaching session. Like it didn't feel like you were necessarily, um, uh, you know, coming up with actionable steps for me to do. But I think that's mostly because I wasn't necessarily looking for that. Um, but I wouldn't look back at our one-on-ones and be like, that, those were a series of coaching sessions. It felt more like a series of therapy sessions. So um, it was more repairing things from your past that are holding you back currently? No, it was just, it, it was just more of like introspecting into kind of uh, like what's going on now. And it, it was honestly, it was just like Critter just listening. That's like mostly what our coaching. one-on-one. That, that, yeah, it's coaching. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, like uh, and maybe antagonizing just, the guests now. That's great. Yeah, I, I know. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I got to you included. I know, yeah. I this may is all have inclusive. A, uh, exactly. I might have a misconception of, of like what coaching is, but from what I've heard, you know, I heard, for example, like Critter's coaching session that on that you recorded for the with podcast Jordan. Yeah. with Jordan, yeah. And it was like, um, it's based in the same idea of kind of like introspecting, um, but it's more uh, actionable, I think, on the side of the coach. The co- like, it, um, he, he was like, telling you okay here's what i'm hearing and here are some things that i'm that it's making making me think it's more like he was giving you advice based on what he's hearing from where like a therapist and like critter in that role in a one-on-one wouldn't necessarily give me advice he often wouldn't give me advice uh and to me that's why it felt more like therapy because he was just sort of letting me work out my own thoughts and coming to these like you know a lot of times good, really good conclusions. I think it was actually driving you a little crazy because you were like, you said when you were going to be leaving Wayfair, we kind of had this chat and you were like, yeah, I felt like I was not very effective with you. And I was like, I thought they were great. Like they were great one-on-one sessions. Um, but it was, it was because it was just kind of allowing me to like talk through whatever I was like working, working through rather than you telling me, okay, next by next week, I, I think you should X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I uh, and by the way, I, I'm glad that worked on you because as Evan showed, it definitely doesn't work <laughs> on everyone. <laughs> he said it drove him crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that I, I thought that was uh, that was a really good conversation that we had. And I was sad. Like I told you, I was sad that we didn't have it like a year earlier. But um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would often leave our one on ones and I'd be like, there's no way that Joe found any value out of that conversation. <laughs> like he just told me a bunch of stuff he already knew. That's there's no way that was valuable. So it was really surprising to hear that that wasn't the case. Should should have brought it up sooner. It's also the the thing of like uh, using the right tool for the right person, right? Because that does more of like, well, Joe's gonna talk himself into an answer here or like actionable things on his own. I don't have to necessarily you know, guide him is more just like, all right, talk it out and I'll jump in if I need to kind of thing. Whereas I'm, I'm sure, you know, Evan, you're more, you more picked on him as he like, you know, me and him bonded on of you, like picking up on one thing that we say and just digging in <laughs> yeah. on it for no fucking reason, wasting an hour of time. Yeah. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Evan said it was like needles. I don't know. I always felt like I was getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I latch onto things and get excited about them, and often it's just the wrong things. Well, I think I it's think with, also at, at that point it's up to the person you're talking to to be like, "Yeah, I, I, that's not important." Like, I, you know, it, I think yeah. that uh, you sort of in a one-on-one on on the on the report, you know, on the direct report side, you kind of have to have some self-awareness and see what your position is as a manager and what and what my position is as a direct report and say like okay i can see that he's trying to get me to answer this question but like i don't necessarily think that that's 
going to be like a productive conversation. So I, I can just say like, yeah, that's not really bothering me or something like that, you know? Um, but I don't know that everybody necessarily uh, go through that. I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of people would just feel, feel bad, you know, just like stopping a line of questioning and saying <laughs> that's that you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Like let's just move on or something. seems like an awkward not thing me. to say for a lot of people. I'm like, can it critter <laughs> enough I, mean, I, I try to and then he like fucking always circles back with these stupid things like oh yeah it's all about uh, this stupid app that i'm using now to hold me accountable for the other apps that i fucking stupidly subscribe to that oh, you know, hold me accountable to other apps i fucking subscribe uh, to you know that duolingo. how's your duolingo we gotta talk about that <laughs> we gotta get to duolingo yeah are, well, are you learning you- uh italiano Italiano, you know Italian, right, Joe? You went to Italy or something? Yeah, do yep. Yeah, Joe's yep. all about the languages. See, there we go. I love I love languages. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that was I didn't cover that in my in my intro. Is sh- that like spiel. a developer thing? You love the yeah. languages. I think it is actually. Like I, you know, I, I, uh, I try not to like look too hard at the like kind of comparison between um, programming languages and, and regular languages, but there's a lot there. I'm learning Spanish. Did you take Spanish in high school? I did, and I for I didn't learn anything. I didn't take any language in high school. I dropped out. <laughs> you you know Hawaiian though. You're already bilingual. Well, they did. Yeah, I mean, I can read it. Oh, really? Do you can you can yeah. like can you uh, speak Hawaiian? Uh, or, I have. I, I sometimes have a hard time enunciating enunciating things for the first time. But I mean, there's like just you know little tricks and stuff that you pick up. Mm-hmm. They used to have like a kumu or a teacher come in like once a week and teach us specifically Hawaiian history because the history books do not tell you what actually happened. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, pretty fun. That's cool. What's, what's the last name of the Over the Rainbow guy? Uh, Kamako Viva Ole. Yeah, that's a good one. I love how it just rolls off your lips. It's hot. <laughs> I'm into that. What's the name of that? Isn't there like a polar bear or something that has a super long weird name? Are you talking about the state fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. This, oh, that's what, right. what the state polar fish bear? Does have a, yeah, what, what was it? Are I, you I'm, talking about lost? Curious, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, what? Are you talking about like Aloha Bear? That was a color no, what's, book. What's the name of the childhood? fish? What is the name of the fish? You know what the name of the fish is. I've told you on this <laughs> podcast. Does it have like nine syllables? Starts with humu humu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. What is it? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm not even the tiniest bit. What about you, Joe? You I don't know. I I know that this is like a I Google know it real quick. Thing. Both of you can Google it. All right. It oh, and wait, see wait, if wait. I can see if I can All pronounce. Right, let's see. It. Yeah, I, let me pronounce. I have, it. I have my uh, my friend's fiance is from is uh, grew up in Hawaii too, uh, and, nice. and she's mentioned this before, so I sort of know that is. I got it. Oh, I got it. Humu humu nuku nuku apua'a. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very yeah. Why is it so Definitely. long though? I don't know. They're they're <laughs> asshole fishes too, by the way. Um, they have Hawaiian on Duolingo. Yeah, they do. Uh, it very funny. Um, my middle sister that lives here, she was doing Hawaiian on Duolingo, and then one of the questions was like a multiple choice, and said like, which one of these is not Hawaiian? And one of them was Bob Marley. And it's like, oh, I mean, really, through <laughs> the the. Jamaican is not Hawaiian, yeah. but asking okay. the tough questions. Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe, I feel like I you mean, gotta be like, 
you got to be like in the top 10 Duolingo power users because every time I ever get a notification, it's like, <laughs> Joe has just completed 10,000 straight days. Joe is number one in the Diamond Platinum Super League. I'm just like, what in the world? Joe completed 20 have lessons you, in a single hour. Have you used other apps or like um, software for languages? And like, is Duolingo the, like your most recommended or... I like it. Uh, I haven't. I haven't really used many others. I haven't used like Babel. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, like Rosetta Anki. Stone. Yeah, I haven't used Rosetta Stone. The so classic. Italian, I learned. Yeah, classic uh, Italian. I learned when I was in my early 20s, and I uh, before there were apps. <laughs> I nice. learned Italian when when it was just like CDs. So I got these CDs from the library and and um, learned it that way. It was called Pimsler, and I think they're still around. But um, but no, I have I haven't tried Rosetta Stone. The only apps I've really used are, are Duolingo and Anki, but Anki is just like a flashcard uh, flashcard app. Gotcha. Um, but I, I do a bunch of stuff besides, like you can't really learn a language just with Duolingo. Um, you right. really have to go go outside and like uh, get other materials like, you know, podcasts and uh, blogs and whatever you can find. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my whole approach uh, nowadays is just like finding as much. Conversations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As, as much input as you can get. Me, yeah, I was uh, who was I was talking to somebody about it, and it's like I I could pick up on um, maybe it's something with like technically learning pigeon first, where you kind of like you're learning a little bit of a bunch of different languages to interact with people with like heavy accents, understand. So you kind of use your hand, I mean, hands a lot for things. Is like you point at things and whatever. You know, you're just trying to get through conversations. So like, I pick up. Uh, what was that called? Like the inflections of words and stuff for mm-hmm. from other languages, like better when I'm talking to somebody or like around speaking it versus like Duolingo. Like it, it, I was learning uh, Portuguese uh, was the last time I was using and, and some of the stuff I, w- I would say it sound like, I mean, obviously super robotic because then, you know, that's what's what's coming back. And then you go to um, there's like a section in there for like a phrase or like a conversation or so. it, it would give you like a, a couple sentences. And they would read it off like that, uh, like somebody actually reading the sentence in Portuguese instead of like the robotic voice. You're just like, what the fuck? What? This is none of the things that you taught me. These are this is like yeah. flows way differently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, and it's it's that flow. It's like understanding the flow is completely different when it's when it's like one word at a time, like with the normal Duolingo stuff than it is with a with a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the thing different that, dialects do, and shit. And yeah, like, oh, yeah, man, it's pretty nuts. It is. It's it's yeah. It's pretty wild. Like Italian's like that too. Italian has uh, just like dozens of of dialects, but there's like a common language that everybody speaks. But when you go to like Sicily, they speak primarily. Well, maybe not primarily, but like some people will speak the dialect, and it's like a completely other language. Like you can't. They're not mutually intelligible. Um, Duolingo. The thing I like about Duolingo is you get. Uh, it's not just like a single, you know, it's not just listening. You're not just like listening to CDs. You can, right. you're listening, you're reading, you're speaking if you want, you're um, spelling it out, spelling it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that's, that, that's what I do like about it. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's very limited with hearing natural spoken speech. And for that, yeah, talking to people is like, that's the ideal. If you can, if you can, you know, I sort of see it in like tiers and the top tier is full immersion where you're living in the place and you're speaking day to day with people, even if it's just like little phrases here and there, you're just like going and buying groceries and you're saying the same thing every day. But, um, but when you're actually talking to, to people, um, yeah, I think you pick it up much better, but then you like 
sometimes you can't do that. Like I'm not going to like, I can't live somewhere else. So I don't have that, that option. Um, I have, I just had a weird thought of like, that's how I learn. I'm still learning English in some ways. I mean, there's still times where I'll say a word out of place and people like catch it. And I'm like, Oh, is that not what that means? You know, it's yeah. just like, I, I mean, like I, I clearly failed out of English in high school and I don't read. So, I mean, it's, it, yeah, the, the, hu- or the human language, the English language, there, there's definitely still words and like phrases and stuff that I've used wrong since forever because I heard it on like some TV show or you know, some shit, some radio or something. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think like, but like, it's not like you're not fluent in English, you know, that's right. <laughs> it's, there's yeah. like, there's I, like I definitely this... can pick my way through all of this. <laughs> yeah. It, right. And like, uh, the idea of like being fluent in a language is really, uh, uh, it, it's just really interesting. I had a completely different idea of what learning a language would be like when I was learning Italian than I do now. Like, I think when I learned my first language, I was like, there's like an on off switch at some point you become fluent and then you're just fluent. And like, it's not, it's such a, uh, a gradient. It's just like a, a whole spectrum. And you can, like you say, you can talk in like pigeon, whatever language you're learning and like get your point across. And that's like a certain level of fluency, or you can, you know, give a, a an academic dissertation, and that's like a completely different level of fluency. But even at that point, you're probably going to not get everything perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, so uh, here's shut up. What I, I had More. a friend growing up that uh, he was half Filipino, half Vietnam or Vietnamese rather, and uh, he spoke great English. And and we would always ask him, so do you think in your mind? Do you think in you know Vietnamese or do you think in Filipino or English or you know while you're talking it's like well actually there's all three of them and they talk to each other and then I kind of have to filter it depending on who I'm talking to so I have to be like that's super more aware because they're he's fluent in all three so he, he would like have to be more like conscious of his surroundings which is funny do you, yeah do you hear a voice when like as your thoughts is that do you hear a voice in your head Joe uh yeah I, th- I think so it's kind of hard to like I don't uh I don't actively think about it, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I do. Like, is it your voice? You think? I don't think so. I think it's like not. It's a I don't think voice? it's it's well. I don't think it's a stranger's voice either. But I I guess it's my voice, but it doesn't it's, feel like my voice. It's like the uh, that monster from Harry Potter. It's whatever you're afraid of at that moment. Fighting <laughs> oh, yeah. back against yeah. you. <laughs> I'm I'm one of the people that I don't hear my thoughts as a voice, and it's really hard for me to picture. Like, it sounds kind of scary to have an actual voice. Well, as somebody that hears your voice way too much, I wish you heard your own <laughs> voice yourself so that you were at least like punishing yourself just as much. Well, I do listen to every podcast episode at least 10 times. No, you so don't. You fucking liar. <laughs> at least nine times. So wait, what um, is it? What, what Does it just like, is it like image based or is it like, what? what is? It's just kind of nothing. It smells. It's, not, it's all smells. It's all, Yeah, just <laughs> I smell my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that smells scary. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just like I have a thought and it's just there and I don't I can't explain it more than that. There's no. Is it in the, like writing? It doesn't take like, a form. Yeah, no, do I don't like see a visual. Right. No, you're not like reading off of a chalkboard as you're speaking or anything. <laughs> in your mind? No. <laughs> the fact that like this is weird to you is so weird to me because I it's the complete opposite. Like I just can't understand not being like this, you know? Well, I, I don't hear voices in my head all the time. It's always when I'm like thinking about something. Like if if something yeah. stops me or if like somebody asks me something and then I have to like 
use a filter essentially right like i mean if you get belligerent drunk jace you're just gonna get whatever's coming out of my mouth like if but you know this, if we're here and you ask me a question i have to go oh wait is that a thing that i can actually say publicly so like say say you your stomach rumbles and you're hungry do you actually hear like inside of your head you hear the words i'm hungry uh no i definitely i, I go am i hungry and then i'm i like more voices jump in and just like, nah, not really. You can, you can, you can go a few more hours. I'm not you interested in the like, actual what? content of the, I'm just wondering if you like, if you're hearing I'm saying, voices. That's what it is. There's multiple voices. Yeah. They, it's always, it's always a conversation. It's always a debate. That's interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't really realize that that's what you were talking about was something more like, uh, that feels like instinctual when you're, when you're hungry, it feels like an instinct that you, that you feel this like urge to eat. To me, that's not a voice or I don't hear a voice in my head saying like, I am hungry. But what I'm thinking of is, is like, what, what about when you're writing? Like, if you're writing a blog post or, or whatever, um, do you formulate your thoughts as... Does it seem like he formulates a thought? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he just copies and pastes from whatever he's reading. Exactly. He just barfs out some fucking bullshit sentence and then, like, copy-pastes another sentence and then is like, this is a blog post. <laughs> so I don't... I mean, I no, I don't I don't think that I whether I'm writing or talking to someone or just having like instinctual thoughts, I don't think I ever have anything take any actual form inside my head. So like, here's what I don't understand. Is it is it the same as if someone actually said the words? Like, does it you actually hear a sound? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know how to I don't know how to put it. It's like, it's it's like the same as processing something that you say, like that somebody like your pro it's almost like uh, processing something you've heard. It, it's like that. It's like, I'm, it's almost like a memory plays of say like uh, a contradictory thought to something that you said. And then those two things clash. So I'm, I'm like almost reimagining two things happening at once in my head of like this conversation. And I'm like superimposing like a that something somewhere in my mind with something coming in. Okay, I yeah, got it. Me- a, a memory Go ahead, is a good is a good a good way to put it because it's like it doesn't it's not doesn't it, there's not an audio you know you, I'm not hearing something like with my ears but it's like a memory or that that moment between after you've heard something and your brain is processing it that's more yeah, of yeah. what it feels. I think I think I, I've struck on a key difference here. I think the difference is that I don't think in words. And it sounds like you both think in words. But that's what we we're asking. Do you think in in images? Like, is that no? What, I just wait. I just think in thoughts. Like, I don't. They don't take the form of anything. <laughs> but what is a thought? <laughs> that, that's what we're getting. At I don't here. know. Like, do Do you literally think in like a fucking cartoon like white <laughs> bubble? It, it, like, is it just like boop 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 boop, boop <laughs> and then the image just slowly appears as you keep talking. It's like pixelating in. <laughs> You know what? I think this is why I'm so bad at speaking. Like it takes this it takes me a long time. This is why you're so bad time. at life. <laughs> this is why you haven't left your hometown. Is people are worried for your safety. <laughs> They're like, we got to keep this guy in this gated community. He, you know, it's, if he runs, we got to keep him tracked. Otherwise, we don't know. I feel like I feel like I have trouble thinking of a specific word that I'm trying to say way more than the average person, and I think that that's why it's because I don't think in words. Like you, you guys are cheating. You've always just got the words already in your head, and for me, I have to. <laughs> consciously transfer the thoughts into words when they're coming out comebacks were always a big thing for me as a kid i mean especially when i was younger i was i was was just surprisingly skinny kid um but like 
talking shit was always something I I took pride in because you know you can you can avoid fights if you're really good at it. You can you can like get people to fight for you if you're really good at it. You know you can you get yourself out of trouble if you're really good at it. You know, it, and I mean a lot of it turned into gaslighting and whatever. You know, as as time went on and whatever. So it's really bad habits, but still, if you're really good at those types of things, you can get away with certain things and. That, so there's always like um, a value in it for me. That's, that's interesting because I identify with that, even though I think I, I think we probably had very different ch- childhoods. <laughs> but uh, but like I identify with that that same idea. Like I, I remember, you know, especially when I was younger thinking like, oh, I wish I could have just had a good comeback for that situation. I wish I could have like yeah. thought on my feet a little bit quicker. And I think that's actually carried over into adulthood and, and made me like work on trying to think faster in the moment and like formulate words in the moment. Uh, but there's always a trade-off because you have to also be listening to what the person's saying. You know, I think right. some people fall into this trap of like, they're so focused on what they're going to say next, they aren't really paying any attention. So that, that segues into something I was going to ask you earlier, which is just like, why the languages, you know? So like, I'm learning Spanish for two reasons. One is that the sunk cost, like I took it for forever in high school and college and stuff, and I just don't want to lose it. And the other is there are actually a decent amount of Spanish people, Spanish speaking people that live around me that I would like to be able to communicate better with. You know, my art guy like barely speaks any English, Clemente. He's the man, but I have to like, you know, (laughs) I know I've heard all about what well, wasn't that the where he was, he would like just text you 14 oh, like, yeah. i don't know no. what what are you talking about <laughs> no he came to the door he goes 14 like what uh, <laughs> yeah. um so uh, yeah i mean like uh, japanese italian like what what is it about it that is so interesting to you yeah i've thought about that a lot and i i uh i my my answer for italian was like you know connecting with uh, with the place because I have Italian roots. My grandmother's Italian and um, she took us over there when I was a little kid. And then I went back a couple times after college. Um, and I just like, I, I fell in love with the place. Um, and I think that's kind of what kept me learning Italian after I started. Cause like I've tried to pick up a couple other languages and it just like didn't take like German. I tried to pick it up and, and I didn't continue, I think because I didn't have a why I didn't have like a compelling reason. Um, Japanese was, what's that? I can tell you why. Yeah, why German's German? It's an ugly sounding language. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how like who's speaking it, it's always like, oh, stop talking. It's, das Boot. Yeah, it's das Boot. The uh, the show Dark is. I think that I don't know if you've ever seen the show Dark. This German I, show no. on Netflix. It is awesome, and like that actually got me interested in maybe trying to learn them again. But um, but with Japanese, uh, we we went to Japan a couple of years ago, and I I hadn't really had any interest in learning Jap- uh, Japanese. And even after we got back, I didn't really give it much thought. And then I was like, uh, the pandemic, I think it was during the pandemic. And I was just kind of looking for something to like exercise my brain in a certain way. And I was like, I want something that I can really dig into that is going to be a challenge uh, more than uh, Italian was. Because I was like, I don't know, I, let me let me try this. I guess that's what it came from. It started with just like, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to see how it goes. That's usually how I approach things. It's like, I'll give it a shot, give it a couple months. I'll see if I still like it. And um, Japanese had a couple things going for it. I think that made me keep coming back to it. Um, but the, you know, a couple of things um, are the like the. It's so different, first of all, from anything that I know. That's one of the was one of the really compelling things at the beginning. Um, that also made it really challenging because the I can't read it. I can't. 
uh, write it. I can't understand when it's spoken. I know it's like the word order is different. So there, there, there are all these layers of, of challenge to it. But I think the writing in particular like drew me in because there's these three different writing systems and just making sense of that. First of all, I was like, why would you use one over the other? Like, what, like what, how do I read these, these characters? There are, you know, thousands of characters of kanji and what why like what does that mean what are the they, and they each represent an idea all the context and, like, and everything yeah the context yeah, yeah. It, yeah and so i guess maybe that's why not why i started but like why i keep coming back to it is because there's so much there there's so much to like keep digging into and keep learning it's kind of like programming in that way actually it's like you get into it because it's fun and you want to like make some fun interesting things and then you realize like it's just so expansive. You can just keep learning and you can kind of keep being a beginner at things. Um, and I think that appeals to me. All right. See, yeah, I think that's how you and I are different is I've never, I've never really wanted to learn just for the sake of learning. You know, I've never, he's afraid of being a beginner at anything. I've never, I mean, I'm fine being a beginner that's at, at something as long as Why? I can eventually become an expert and then show off the fact that I'm an see, expert. You need in some, some guarantee <laughs> or something you need. Yeah. You need some like, yeah, I need, I need, I need, need some, uh, like precondition to be a beginner at something. Learning in and of itself something. is not intrinsically motivating to me. Like it seems to be for you. Yeah, because who wants to be a better person? For me, learning <laughs> is only a means to some end. You know, clearly yeah, not being I, a better I person. See that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't have plans to go live in Japan or or talk to this cool Japanese dude or something, then I don't think I'd be able to stay motivated. Just Why because just of learning into anime. That's yeah, like that's a- anime is like as expansive as anything. Like getting into anime is is totally overwhelming and daunting. Right, but if you all, you can also learn Japanese while oh that would make it easier. Anime, yeah, is what I'm saying is like you, you could couple that with the language. Yeah, so instead of learning one thing. giant thing, just learn two giant things. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like it, yeah, it kind of. I think it usually goes the other way around, where like somebody gets really into into anime and then is like, well, now learn I'm going to learn Japanese culture. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I that was. That was never demon yeah. on my arm. Oh yeah, it's all oh, Japanese yeah. theme. But yeah, yeah. Hawaii has um, ties to ja- uh, Japan. Yep. Hawaii does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You Is know, that what poke? Small, poke small events Japanese? happen there. Pokey? You mean raw fish and seaweed? I don't know what is, is in pokey. Raw fish and seaweed. <laughs> and seaweed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and shoyu, which is Japanese. Yeah, that's what I saw. Is that where the rocks from? from uh, I mean, he claims he's from. He was born in Oahu. Yeah, whatever, but that is Japanese yeah, yeah. for sure. He is not Japanese. <laughs> Straight up Japanese. <laughs> he is Samoan in black, sir. That is an ombre if I've ever seen one. <laughs> but I was thinking more uh, Pearl Harbor and stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, um, no. Japanese culture is like deeply rooted in in Hawaii, like forever since like the HBC days. HBC is that a channel? It's the 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 fur trading company, like the British. Uh, for trading company like way 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 back like hawaii was a midway point in the continents do you know what hbc hmm. stands for it's i don't actually um it's unacceptable hawaiian british company no Huge, it's, big company. it's a british company uh no i just know it i just know the initials from um it's a fucking show it's some netflix show harry bulging company <laughs> sure joe's googling it so he can cheat yes Oh, so you can make us all not sound like idiots. Hudson Bay Company. Is that right? There it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> right before Harry Bulging Company. <laughs> all right. I think it's time to wrap it. We're, we're going off the rails here. I mean, Joe, yeah, any, any, 
<laughs> you just want to hang out Anytime. with Joe. <laughs> I, uh, any yeah, last I always words want of to hang out with our guests and get rid of you. So I need to start my own. That's podcast. why I bring them here so that you can make some new friends. You just get rid of you. You're replacing yourself. It's pretty awesome. I aim to do that. To Joe, shut up. Joe, do you have any parting words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. If I you mean, could put anything on a global billboard, what was the thing? If you could tell the world one sentence over a microphone? Yeah. Yeah. Fe- feedback be? is the best gift you can give somebody, except for a mug. <laughs> except for a mug about how feedback is the best <laughs> gift. I never realized the irony of that gift until this conversation. <laughs> it's because you're an idiot and you don't think in words. That's true. I uh, I don't have any words of wisdom. You know, I, I've thought about uh, one thing I think that you guys need for the podcast is an is outro music. I think that would really tie the whole thing outro. together. You have I'm you have like the Well Yeah, uh, you have like the the, the, int- the intro music, but like you know, you need like a little padding under the last whatever, thirty seconds of, of like your the talking fade out. Yeah, exactly. With the music in the back. Yeah, yeah. Well yep. the the real question is how many people actually listen, you know, from from <laughs> beginning to end or even just like the last i'm curious where the drop off is you know like the mm-hmm. average curious yeah we do that. a great job of punishing our listeners if they make it to the very they make it they make it all the way through because it you know it's like this heroic act and then suddenly it's just over <laughs> and there's no there's no reward at the end yeah do you do you get any stats for like you know at time slices how you know how how often people listen? Uh, not, not podcasts deep, aren't I don't think. yeah podcast metrics are pretty crap because there's so many different platforms so I can oh, we probably you. have to check with each of those different platforms, right, to get that kind of detail. I don't, some of them don't even have that. Um, some of them just track downloads. I don't know. I can tell you we have five thousand two hundred ninety-six total plays, and in the last seven days, we've had forty-six unique listeners. And there's like a chart of that stuff over time. Six um, percent of our audience is German. Oh. oh man, we totally just insulted six percent of our audience when you were <laughs> oh, making fun man. of their language. Oh man. <laughs> Germans, I'm sorry. Don't listen to Jace. Uh, I don't give a shit. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I do. I care about you, Germany. All right. Let's wrap it. Thanks, Joe. That was awesome. All right. See you guys. weekend, y'all. Good meeting. Sorry. I'm getting you distracted. <laughs> Rude. Bye. Bye, bad. Bye.